two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. I am, um... I'm one of these, I'm one of the guys who rolls around in the, uh, at the driving range in that cage that everybody aims at. Presumably, I think we always aimed. I don't know if everybody, I, everybody's doing that, right? Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, uh, is that always the guy's like son or so? I feel like it's always <laughs> an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's either an old or a young guy. It's either the son or it's the guy who's been there for 50 years who's very angry. Like yeah. the bad temper old man. That's got to be a horrible gig, honestly. That that <laughs> one just. But you don't hit him that often, I guess. It's just such a humiliating like it. That that thing is unlike anything else. So the fact that you, like there's no car or like anything with a, a cage around it. It's just a very insulting yeah. machine to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no other situation where like there's a grown adult doing his job and we're all aiming at him <laughs> trying to. <laughs> right. Totally. I guess like yeah. the the dunk tanks and stuff at a, at like a circus, but that's different. That's like a fun. This is just a guy whose job <laughs> it is not to get hit by stuff, but to like clean things up. Shops. And everybody just <laughs> everybody just takes it upon themselves to try to hit him. Right. You just line up um a tee and a and a ball and start driving golf balls at those dunk tank people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's another good? You know, we we just haven't fallen that far as a society, so we ha- we haven't started doing it yet. But yeah, a good candidate for that, like yeah, like yeah. a trash can attendant just like throwing the trash at the yeah. Maybe those guys who were in bathrooms who like didn't tell anybody they were going there, but they sell like cigars and mints in the bathroom. Maybe if they're close uh, yeah. enough to the trash can, um, you could kind of like be like, "Oh, they work for the trash can," and accidentally get a few like fi- quote, accidentally get a few like paper towel uh, hits on him. Big like, up, oh, right next to the trash can, cost of doing business. You're like the uh, cage guy at the driving range. So have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you you have a tough time explaining it all to him. You know, like, right? You familiar with the driving range? <laughs> the cage guys out there. I'm trying to apply that like logic. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think those guys i'm trying to think who else uh would be you could kind of like disguise your love of obviously just wanting to hit a mo- moving targets part of it but also just like we've been given a free pass to mistreat our our fellow humankind here uh our humankind right. kindly you know yeah it's the, the cage helps yeah it's like a, right if the cage helps say, like oh the uh the hot dog vendor at a baseball game shoving down the steps <laughs> yeah that one's not bad or yeah like like but he's uh, not wearing a cage or anything so you gotta you gotta like, put those guys in one of those uh bubble things right and start one of those like the... those things that they do on like welcome to the company retreats like where they just exactly take you away and get put you in a bubble and make you run into other people and like oh we're gonna be out there on the front line selling stuff together we better smash them each other with bubbles. Yeah, get one of those on the hot dog vendor. I think you. Yeah, yeah. Throw those guys. Throw the, the hot dog and the beer vendors at baseball games inside those zorbs. I want to call them uh, zorbs. And then 
Yeah, and then then now you can just when when they walk by you just trip them and let them <laughs> fall down the steps. Right. Or like the grounds crew guys like shove them in front of the big mower and grind them up. <laughs> oh, that's a better example. Yeah, the grounds crew is more a better analogy uh, to the to the golf ball guy. Yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. Put the grounds crew guys in uh, in like metal cages and then uh, you know just like a. a just a, like a metal cage the size of a person that they have to like pick up as they run around. And then yeah. Maybe you put a, <laughs> maybe you put a roving guy in one of those in the outfield, you know, baseball. I think you fall out of love with baseball after a while when you're, when you get as honest with you can with yourself a little bit, you, you still love the nostalgia and the, the team and the city and everything. But after a while, I think you do start putting a cage guy in the outfield. If you hit that guy, it's an extra run or whatever. Something. Okay. Uh, yes. Different different That's... additions to the game, such that the game can never be played the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of just get it going a little bit. A few more different things out there. Yeah, like, you got to be uh, drunk in the ninth inning, you know? Yes, all the players have to get drunk, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. Right, all the guys, they stop selling beer in the stands, and they then go down, and everybody starts drinking. The teams start drinking after they shut down the fans, and then the team, and you have to take a breathalyzer before the ninth inning. Everybody has to be legally drunk for the ninth inning. That's a new rule. Yes. If you strike out twice in a game, your wife has to play the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good one, yeah. Yeah, punish these guys. Two strikeouts? And not in the way that women, like, we're going to have your wife come do this. Not in that way. Just in a, it just, the wife thing is, they came up with that a different way. It had nothing to do with that. No, I'm not saying that women are bad. It just adds more strategy to the game. So now, like, the teams are going to, you know, be like, okay, well, he's pretty good, but his wife, not not that great. They're going to have the city there changing people's wives. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to need a different wife on this guy for the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, exactly, and then he's get always, like he's, he's a two strikeout guy. He's gonna, you know, the wife's right. coming in late, and we need a clutch wife. Right. So they just all just start marrying different people. All like you're five different, and they have to have the big ceremony too. And like they <laughs> they have the big party and the DJ, and they have to like come out to the NBA song like for the first time in public. <laughs> <laughs> they wind up marrying each other. So they can <laughs> oh yeah. It's a bunch of just married gay couples, and that works out perfectly. They wouldn't be called wives, I guess. Wife might yeah. be tied to the... <laughs> yeah, it's not a perfect plan yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wife might be tied to the the female gender or yeah, or the... Yeah. Partner. Partner, yeah, yeah. Go with. Okay. Legal Party partner, and. maybe? Le- legal guardian? <laughs> <laughs> that is always a good one. Like, can you just up... Uh, what do you call it? What Can you just adopt, like, a 20-year-old... <laughs> And you're like 23. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Can you? Uh, 18 and 17 would be worth really looking into. Like, that would probably be some legal loophole. Adopts a 17 year old. Right. Just a buddy. Whoever turns turns 18 first, adopt the other one. (laughs) (laughs) And then marries him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just just so that's a loophole because the guy really wants to marry his son. So, like, all right, I need you to do this for me. Can you adopt a kid who's a couple months younger than you? Because then I'm going to use this, and I'm going to try to create legislation around it so I can eventually marry my son. There you go. Yeah. 
I think there's probably more important causes out there than this, but I, I think it's worth spending I can't, time. But I can't think of one, right. No, I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Okay, I am uh, here back on the podcast myself. Ah, and nice. Myself. Uh, yeah, me here too. Here I am. And um, I'm one of those uh, guys who drives the sled dogs in the Iditarod. Huh. And uh, just got into that. <laughs> What's the Iditarod word doing in there? What's that? Uh, that's the name of a uh, big dog sledding race that I compete in. Ah. It's kind of like the Tour de France of uh, dog sledding. Gotcha, gotcha. And you got how many? Yeah, what is that? Like eight dogs up front, and then you're carrying like a dead body on that middle there piece? more. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> two or three more dogs a in the middle. Dead body, dead body. You always, uh, you gotta, you gotta keep the dead body wrapped in cord, like covered in a sheet, a gray sheet wrapped up in cords. <laughs> back uh, and then you got, like you said, the eight dogs. Okay, it is eight dogs. Okay. No, I, I don't know. Of course. Gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, more than a few. A couple more than a couple few. Gotcha. Um, I'm thinking of. I think it's in. The first White Fang movie that they have the sled dogs and they're heading somewhere for whatever the plot is. And one of the guys gets got by in like a bear fight around the campfire and they have to wrap up his body in swaddling clothes. Big friend of the podcast. <laughs> um, and they have to take his dead body like I got to take him home. I can't leave him out here kind of thing. So that's yeah. why that's why I'm imagining the dead body. But. That could have just worked out. They might have just been playing the Iditarod sport and like, oh, right. well, this guy died, so we already have our dead body. That's taken care of. Yeah, that's usually, you don't get that until way later in the race. <laughs> uh, now, it just always looks like that to me. So I thought you were just talking about how whatever they got going on the back of the sled <laughs> always just looks like a dead body right. covered in a sheet wrapped up in ropes. That's funny because in White Fang, like before the dead body part, they had just whatever else was there, which was perfectly in the shape of a dead body. <laughs> yes, so exactly. Whatever they shifted around was just probably some other dead body, and this is all exactly <laughs> true. And we're not even joking around here about carrying dead bodies for I did a ride. Yeah, they just... I did a ride. You know, is that what they're saying? Ah, I did a ride in a different language? I did a ride. I did a ride along with all, the, with all the wolves. With all the dead bodies, yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, I think with the dead body, it's like, if you luck out and you wind up having a dead body that you actually need to bring with you, it's like, oh, all the better. Because otherwise, <laughs> you're just toting around a dead body as part of the, the rules of the game. But Right. There's oh, less purpose died. to it there. you got to yeah. bring him there anyway. So, perfect. Toss <laughs> the other dead body off. Just leave that one in the snow. Right. Yeah. And then it, that actually does preserve it. A side note. I was just thinking about how if you were in the business of wanting to preserve it, the snow would probably help out. It was just a connection of dots. That's all. I think so. I think it would help out. Yeah. I think you, if, if it's cold enough uh, to turn to like fully freeze the body, which... It, Keep that yeah, stink it, away. It, yeah. You want a nice, completely frozen, not at all... St like those guys up on Mount Everest, everybody, pretty much everybody who has died on Mount Everest is still on Mount Everest. They go up to the top and just shoot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the cause of death for all of them, but some of them definitely were that, I think. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Some of them are just like two guys went up there and got into a knife fight. I mean, that's... <laughs> they conquered their lifelong dreams of getting up to the top of that thing. Then they start bickering over whose knapsack was whatever. <laughs> right. They start bickering over who gets to shoot themselves first. You know, in a stabbing <laughs> contest. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. Well, yeah, do you want to be the first to go or do you want to be second in that case? Because if you're going to die anyway, maybe, uh, yeah, let me see some crazy shit before I go. That might be a little last piece of entertainment. Not that I'm looking, I'm not into dark, nasty, gory stuff. I'm just saying, if you were, would the option be worth it to be there? You're not. (laughs) I think my, I would definitely have to go second because I would not believe for a second that the other person was going to do it. If, oh, like, we made a pact, like, if you yes. and I made a pact, like, oh, yeah, when we get to the top of Everest, we're obviously going to blow our heads off. <laughs> uh, because, you know, that's, it's just rude, not, it's the tradition. So, it's, <laughs> if we did that, then, yeah, we get up there. There's no chance I believe you're going to do it. So, you right. got, you definitely have to go first. Yeah, that guy's and I, angling. And I will not be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Good. So you're correct not to trust the other guy because you you very yeah. well know that you're going to be moving in on his wife, um, a la the incredible Mr. Limpet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm going to sled down Mount Everest on your body and uh, <laughs> go take your wife. Yeah. 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 I mean, convince her to climb Mount Everest with me. <laughs> right. Convince her to knife fight at the summit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So guys go up there, freeze, just trying to reach their goals and that's worth them yep i'll I'll, i know i might die up there but i want to get to the top of everest because i think what else is going on Uh, this is just a goal i've decided along with any other one would you know yeah yeah and then i think they're just pretty well preserved they just hang out up there like so you can they're they're kind of uh, i think all the dead bodies are kind of like uh signposts on the way once you pass this guy's dead body you know that you you're about to die yourself right <laughs> yeah you know you're uh you're only two dead bodies away from getting to the blow your head off station <laughs> <laughs> it um, is like that though it is like I, when you pass this guy's body you know a lot of people don't make it from that guy's body to this guy's body that's like the hard oh. the hardest part of the the hike is getting between those two dead bodies crenshaw's ledge and stuff and like that kind of stuff i could see being names yes Crench, crenshaw's leg yeah excuse me i mispronounced leg there (laughs) go army beat leggy um yeah crenshaw's leg uh you know fernando's limb i i mean leg (laughs) yeah they're all just leg leg uh tributes um and then what i mean they're giving tours like this guy died in 1985 you know he's been frozen ever since it's not a tour it's just because the only way to if you're up there, then you're like on one of these treks to climb the mountain. You can't just like, uh, there's no museum that they've built up there where you can just like fly a helicopter in and land there. And yeah. Is that against like his legs? Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta climb up there. And then, so you're just concerned with using these dead bodies as just a way of, I mean, like maybe some of them are like, Oh, cool. Uh, Ernest Hemingway's dead body or whatever. Whoever yeah. has died. Ruth Baxter's, Ruth Baxter's dead ass. Yeah, exactly. Maybe some people are interested in that part of it. Like, probably all of them are interested and are excited to see the dead bodies. Like, you know, they they read about this while they were spending probably two, three years. Reading a book on blowing off their head. 
<laughs> Reading, yeah, 100 best places to blow your head off before you die. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Um, I'm a, one of these grounds crew people at the Playboy Mansion. I thought that, you know, interesting spot there, like a lawn cutting job, but there. Okay, yeah. Is that, um, is the Playboy Mansion something that's still around anymore? I wonder. Oh, yeah, they they might be, uh, they canceled by now. Did they turn out to be, you know, magazines of that nature are, 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 uh, one of the ways of being wrong, maybe? They probably, that's a tough one, because it's, like, yeah, empowering, too, right? So right, one of those yeah. double-edged swords for, uh, women's empowerment. Yeah, like, if they decide on their own, like, if they have had a good upbringing and they've decided on their own volition that um, they would like to do it, then it's more power to them. But if like they were, you know, court, like groomed into it from the age of 16 or something, then awful. Right. And then Hugh Hefner, who I think is still alive. Sounds right. Was, has, has just been out there sleeping with two of these 20-year-old, 19-year-old playmates at a time for the past 60 years. Right. So something about that isn't right, but I couldn't tell you, oh, you know what? exactly what it is. I think it's I think we're uh I think they're a big power dynamic family over there. Mm. And I think that's what's wrong with it. You know, okay. hey, I can advance yep. your career if you're sexually involved with me and on my arm in public. And that's uh yes. that's something we gotta work to um that's something we got to work to dismantle, I think, is what the idea is. And we got to get those okay. lawn-cutting guys on his arm instead and re- bring them up yeah. in the world, you know? I was going to ask, what uh, on what side of history do you, as one of the groundskeepers, fall on? You know, I'm right in the middle because the Hefman was, was pretty good to me, you know? He knew all okay. our names. And I, you know what? That actually maybe gets too much credit sometimes. Hey, if not bad for a guy who uh, is worth eighty million dollars, you know he knew somebody's name. All right, right. That that's the that's the measure. But I do know what they mean by that. I know what they're trying to say, but I wonder if we're giving that too much credit over the years. Yeah, I don't know. You, I think it's always you. you, you he didn't have to. He didn't have to know their names, right? But uh, he could also just be a guy who's really good with names. That's true. Half, and it, half the time, that's all you need to become a multimillionaire is just be very good at remembering people's names. Yeah. I think it's just, you got you to gotta set up some timer to like remember to, do, to create a memory at the point of name learning. Like, do okay. something strange. So you, you know, hey, my name's uh, Timmy. Timmy. And then say it weirdly and like shake around or do something and then be like, all right, I, I can associate this guy's face with that weird little shake I did right after I met him. Oh, okay, yeah. You'll never see him again now because you freaked him out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to maintain or create or whatever friendships. I don't. I'm very lonely, but I I know everybody's name. <laughs> you know, everybody's name yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think giving give people some credit for that's better than I could do. If I was Hugh Hefner, I would not know their names. You know, yeah. uh, it just, that's just the fact of the matter is, uh, unfortunately, I would want to know their names, but I would be too awkward and embarrassed to, that I had already forgotten their name to ever ask them again. Yes. You know, there are some there far gone, far gone relationships where it's way past, like most of my neighborhood relationships are way too far past, 
um, and remind me your name, you know, but like, yeah, we're as neighbors go, like ha- we have an actual relationship, but could not tell you like, it's just like boss and slim. Like that's like, you know, okay. Yep. So that's who right. we, who we guys, we are. And, um, but yeah, I think you have fingers crossed. Those are their real names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think some of those guys might do that too, where they're just they're They seem like they're really good at it because they rename all the guys as soon as they hire them. Like I'm let's just be, let's get down to brass tacks here. I'm not great with names. You really kind of seem like, um, a Fernan- I've been going with Fernando a lot recently. It's just that they might go to a name. Uh, who knows why? Uh, Maybe Fernando Valenzuela. Valenzuela yeah. yeah, great. Look to the sky's pitcher. But Hugh pulls him in and says, you, you really seem like a, um, a Greg to me or whatever. And uh, that, that could be a way of seeming like you know names. Yes. I like that. Make everybody legally change their name when they get hired by you. Because this is what's going to help us help it seem like I know people's names. And as a rich guy... That's how we're judged. So, Greg, welcome <laughs> aboard to the Playboy Mansion. Um, I hope you can live with the name Greg. You know, here's all the paperwork to get it legally changed. In in like a Seinfeldy kind of way, uh, telling somebody that they seem like a something else and saying, I know this isn't your name, and then pick a name that y- you're very sure is not their name <laughs> might be a good way of getting to the bottom of what their real name is. Oh, yeah. A good trick to like, like have them say it without you asking directly. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Be like, anybody ever tell you? I, I obviously, you know, this is not right, but anybody ever tell you you look like a Clancy? Like, <laughs> you just look exactly like a Clancy. And, <laughs> That's a great method. And, and uh, Clancy, no, I've never gotten that. Everybody always says Mike works. It's like, oh, your name's Mike. You say that out loud and screw it up. <laughs> Blow it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you know that? Uh, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one i've used is uh like what what does your family call you uh that's pretty good you know yeah they call call me my name right oh weird i thought any nickname (laughs) 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 um i uh i collect pictures of people's licenses can you take can you pull your license out and take a (laughs) 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 and i blow them up and hang them up my living room that's pretty good we're like yeah is there some other yeah how else can you do it ask what do your parents call you what are your yeah um do you ever have any nicknames just yeah names are uh, yeah i'm trying to just think like start talking about the idea of names in some way just to get and then start talking about yours a lot and be like see for me oh yeah that's good maybe i don't know how would it be for you how would it be for you and right. your name? Which is what again? <laughs> <laughs> Which remind me again? I, I cannot place you. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what we're famous for. Okay. Ah. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. What will be will be. Great uh, Hitchcock movie featuring that. And I don't, and, you know, again, I apologize. I don't know directors typically, but there was one. The Man Who Knew Too Much was a great Hitchcockian uh, story. And uh, K. Sarah Sarah was in that about like a kid getting ca- uh, kidnapped and Jimmy Stewart trying to find his kid. It's, it's, a, it's a nice movie. Oh, man. Yeah. And good song. What's uh, uh, kidnapping wise? Um, 
What's the youngest kid you would kidnap? Um, I th- it would have to be like a teenager. Um, yeah, because <laughs> like that's just too scary. Like grabbing up and fleeing with a like someone's tiny vulnerable child. Oh my god, that would be way too scary. I feel like I could okay, yeah. fight my fear off if it were for one of those situations where, um. I, I know this looks really bad right now, but I just need I need to do this to help you like save your life. I could maybe snatch up a fourteen year old and be like, "You just got to come with me. You got to trust me." You know, it seems like a kidnapping right now, but I and, and in this scenario, it is a kidnapping. I guess technically it goes down as one, but I'm thinking the only way I could ever even plead guilty to a kidnapping is if there were ulterior motives that I was saving someone's life, and that kid was being. Uh, uh, swept up out of harm's way or what's what am i trying to say there i um, see what you're saying yeah, yeah okay and i guess yeah. i could obviously do it if a younger kid it's on the books as a kidnapping but he did it to save the kid's life kind of thing right or like what if somebody paid you a bunch of money that i would do yeah 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> big cash grab i'd be in yeah um, but the only thing i'm thinking is uh with like a 16 17 year old kid I think the chances that you wind up accidentally having to kill the kid are much higher. Like if it's a six-year-old, you're going to snatch him up. I think by give me give me a couple hours and I got the kid laughing and we're having a good old time. Oh yeah, the sixteen-year-old you know might mean? beat and the shit out of you. Yeah, the sixteen-year-old's going to like be looking for every opportunity to stab me. I'm going to wind up having to stab the kid or oh. whatever. We stab each other a little bit. I don't, I'm not sure. Right, stab each other at the win, exact right? same time and bleed out together. Make up. While you're both falling to the ground and bleeding out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wind up holding holding hands at the end and just, yeah, uh, thinking about how silly it all was. Right. Going to so heaven together. Never gotten into this whole kidnapping business. Yeah, I think people think that means they'll like go to heaven together. When when you get those young horrible stories of like kids killing themselves together, God, that's terrible. Ooh, God. Like the culty. Like, Jeez, I was trying to have a good nice happy little kidnapping conversation <laughs> yeah yeah sorry about that yeah back to kidnapping the 16 year old <laughs> but i think you're right that's i i think i could change my answer change our hearts lord um into right i think that 16 year old if you're n plus yeah i'm really re- reconsidering now you're you're having to look at a fireman's carry to even get the 16 year old anywhere against his will right you're probably having to use that stuff where you put it on the cloth and you you put it over their mouth uh, and then uh, you know knock them unconscious that way. Oh, you got to keep yeah. using that every few minutes with a kid, a little kid, just a couple, uh, you know, some ice, give him some ice cream and tell him you're his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Uh, yeah. There's number two. I'm your uncle. <laughs> what is that stuff? Is that chlorophyll? Uh, no, it's not chlorophyll. Uh, it's chloroform, I think. Oh, chloroform. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Antioxidants. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of borophil. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. uh, Yeah, a little poison. That stuff, that's that's one of those movies things that you're just too used to. I think I came to think that, like, if you just put a cloth up to somebody's nose, I guess, like, oh, I guess cloths are hard to breathe through. All right, I buy it. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny, yeah. Just a guy who's been watching movies and thinks he can kidnap somebody that way. Just use a regular cloth. (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess maybe use like a dirty one so it stinks a little bit and they're they're more willing to go to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get away from the terrible smell. I wonder if there are any kidnappers out there doing that using the chloroform technique. I feel Is there like any uh, famous one like did uh Robert Durst did he get anything going with uh chloroform? Oh, interesting. I wonder. He I liked my favorite part about him and I'm sorry to just skirt the question about chloroform. Not sure That's if I'm okay. using that correctly. Um, it's never intended to be answered. <laughs> I love that he, after the fact, the, the like the funniest part about that guy was that he would always claim to be best friends with the person he just killed. <laughs> he, he was actually my best friend. <laughs> what? Yeah. I chopped him up to to chopped you know show up. my loyalty to him. <laughs> hey, can you imagine what it was like for me chopping him up like that? Right, because right. My my best friend. You're not even thinking about me. <laughs> he, he was my best friend, that guy down the hall who I chopped up and stole all his money. Right. <laughs> Whatever. And that, that lady also his best friend. Right. Two right. best friends. <laughs> two best friends and his wife. He lo- loved them all dearly. Right. He chopped them all into tiny pieces. <laughs> Robbie D, big friend of the podcast. Yeah. That might be the best. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the best, uh, best of the docs out there. It's a fun one. That is the best, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we didn't spoil it for anybody yet. Uh, it's the big, the big twist at the end is they're all his best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, he's a great one, Robbie D. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any like other. It is weird how we like in those we'll get to feel like they go past being a murderer into just some like funny comedy character. Like, yes, the world is. Do you have an impression? Yeah. Do you have a Bobby D impression at all? I feel like when we yeah. first started talking about him, I started getting his uh, his like nose and mouth twitches going just as a Brett Favre impressions kind of reaction to starting to talk about somebody. Um, yeah, I feel like he had a nice twitch going, which in a weird way <laughs> made some of his complete horse shit. You'd think a twitch would be like a, one of those poker tells. I feel like I was like, he's he's twitching, doing his normal twitches. I'm half buying this, and I think he's a halfway decent actor. <laughs> Damn, yeah, it does. It gives. It makes you at least feel some kind of empathy or sympathy. Uh, Sorry that he has these twitches. Yeah, like, oh, well, I feel bad for him. He's got these twitches. He, there's no way he chopped up his, be- quote, best friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'm thinking the whole time he obviously murdered all these people. But, like, yeah, I'm... On top of that, he's got these twitches. I don't know. Yeah, does That's a twitch tight. a twitch make someone seem a little less uh, strong and capable of overpowering another human being and killing them? That's true. That's you know? why they wheeled him into the court in like a wheelchair, even though he was perfectly fine. Right. Uh, in his court thing i think that's a that's a standard approach that they use right just like i don't know, just hop in this wheelchair right hop in this wheelchair we'll put you up on the stand do a few twitches <laughs> yep. Keep saying best friend over and over again <laughs> yeah my twitches are my best friend <laughs> <laughs> keeps calling the judge his best friend or whatever just like <laughs> yeah this jury member is my best friend <laughs> Yeah, the the Bobby D musical where he starts claiming everybody in the court is his best friend. That might be. I don't know if that's the a one scene or if that's the whole arc of the story. My twitches are what makes people believe that I didn't kill my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's singing that in the courtroom. Like, <laughs> 
up on the stand. (laughs) (laughs) He's a great, yeah, it's a tap number, I think. He gets up on the judge's desk. (laughs) Oh, my twitches make people believe (laughs) that I didn't kill my three best friends. That's a cool art. That's a lost art, too, I think. Tappy D. It is, yeah. Bobby D, that Tappy nice D. Kind of tap dance. Are, are there people out there tap dancing while they're singing musical songs? Is that a... I feel like the tap is always uh, a, like an instrumental break. Like kind of like how I was just doing it. Like, yeah. Such and such, such and such. Clack, 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 clack. You know? Right. Something about killing my best friend. Check out the tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the... I, I'm trying to imagine it happening simultaneously. Like, yeah, dude, give me some da 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 da. We can try and I can try and go over it maybe. Killing my three best friends was not an easy thing to do. And having to confess only made it harder. Oh, my name is Robert Earth and I live many lives. <laughs> yeah, it does work. Maybe that'll be our contribution. Like, you know, we we stand on the shoulders of the guys who were going... My name is Robert Durst. Clack, 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 clack. And we combine yeah. them. Like we, it's basically, maybe it's borrowing from uh, like. Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. It might be robbing Peter to pay Paul in that sense. But I think it's, it might be a new way of, uh, new way of doing things, which I always like. Yeah. New way of making music. Yeah. He chopped up the guy who was supposed to be his best friend, put him in bags <laughs> and and put him out in the ocean, like put him out. <laughs> and I didn't know what else to do, or like what what was he going with about that? I the like, chop what? up was like, yes, I did that, and I am, I will live my whole life saying sorry. I'm trying to think of what the initial <laughs> excuse was. I think it was the guy was gonna like blackmail him in some way, maybe. Okay, yeah, but really, I just, just love yeah. straight face. Yes, like yes, I, I, of course, I did chop him up. Yes, but like. <laughs> it was it was an accident i think was like the main (laughs) the chop up was an accident you cut him into 60 pieces accidentally yes painstakingly wrapped them each up individually in these bags and then then he put them out in the ocean and like put weights on them (laughs) sink them to the bottom yeah a weight to hold down a body is hard to come by Waits to hold down a body aren't the easiest thing to come by. Clack, clack, clack. Oh, I've lived many lives. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes it into most of our musicals. It's what we're famous for. Ah. <clears throat> Another potty C. Okay. Um, I, th- there was a, um, situation with, uh, the fine folks at my, my local corner store where I, I was like, Hey, may I please have a, a knife with that too? Like with my food. He's like, Oh, we're all out, but don't, I gave you an extra fork. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Thank you. And that, that like, I was genuine, like, Oh, okay. Thanks. That works. And we, that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like you were just in the market for any kind of cutlery. <laughs> right. at all. It, it didn't matter. That works. Yeah, that's, 
<laughs> that, and that was it. I well, there was and because I just feel like I witnessed too much, like people giving those guys a hard time about price, about everything. So I'm like overly conscious to like, yep, that that'll work better than a knife. Actually, give me yep. Take back the first fork too. Just <laughs> all right, right. whatever. Which yeah. one was the first and which one was the second? I want to give you back the the free one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was cute of him to think that was. He, he was like confident that that was like the answer to my prayers, which was I really yeah. liked him for. And um, you know, obviously, I'll figure I'll figure out the knife and the knife thing on my end. Right. Of course. I think there's there are, in New York. I think there's definitely a few uh, different types of people. Who would? Because I think there is a large percentage of us, myself included, that are with you on that. Where it's just like, well, even if I'm like, even if I think it's funny or weird or whatever, I'm not going back. I already know he doesn't have any knives, so I'm not going back on this in any way. I'm just gonna, of course, I'm gonna go. Gotcha. Okay. Right. No matter what. But there are definitely some people who would go. Oh, well, no, I, no, I need a knife. So you're saying you don't have any knives. Okay. Well, take back the fork. I don't need the fork. I need to ask for a knife. Right. Yeah. And then what is it? What happened to those people? How do you have a, how do you have a store? You, you tell me you don't have a knife in here. Like, okay. Right. Oh, that, that's even a a further. That's the standard New York response. I feel like that is, that is what they would expect. Like he was, he was expecting i think he got out his baseball bat when he <laughs> no i'm kidding he did think that was in a cute way the answer to my prayers but there would be the people who would that would you know get ready for a fight kind of news to be breaking ah, i don't have yes. i don't have a knife like and then How get their head you guys taken been off. in business and you don't have a knife in the whole store you don't right. you don't carry knives you don't sell knives you don't have an extra knife that you can give me right like fuck that person who has that response do you at least have a fork? I could use a fork <laughs> as a knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely have an extra fork. Yeah, with this, and <laughs> I just had a guy come in here who that was the answer to his prayers. So you're telling me it won't work for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a uh, that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah, it was cute and uh, not worth talking about on a podcast, but it's you know cute things happen and uh, sometimes our our hearts are changed forever. Oh Lord. Yes. So, would you wind up using knife wise? I the knife I, that you already have, or did you use that for? No, I um, I have, I have some plastic cutlery uh, in in like, if you get extras and then they they stay in plastic, they stay in like the plastic wrap and plastic yeah. utensils. I'm probably six months away from being thrown in jail from admitting this on a podcast for using plastic right. wire. Um, but I'll save the ones that come like wrapped in plastic if I ever need it. So I did have some of those. I just asked him just on the off chance, like I didn't, but I, I, I usually do. So I just, just had, had one or I could always use a real right. metal knife, but I, I don't like to dirty up stuff cause I don't want to clean it. Another, yeah, sure. another jailable offense three months from now. Well, now you're wasting water if you clean it, you know what I mean? So, oh, there you go. And the, wa- there is a water crisis. Like, aren't we using up too much water? Like there's only a certain amount yeah. and we're blowing it. Yep. Damn. So you're you're the you're on the good side of history here. Just oh, don't wash good. anything. <laughs> throw, throw it all out. <laughs> Is there a w- place we could put it so it never gets into the ecosystem? Like just if you just leave it, if you're just say a hoarder, you just leave it around. Like a plastic knife sitting on my desk isn't gonna like hurt anybody. Except me if I decide to hurt myself with it. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> if, except you, if like your app doesn't work correctly for two seconds, whatever. <laughs> You're right. I stabbed myself in the neck with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's the uh, the issue with the plastic. I think is that it doesn't doesn't ever go away. But yeah, if you're just going to keep it anyway in your apartment, you're going to always live in that apartment for the rest of all time. Then I think it's fine. <laughs> that's what that's the platform I run on. I'm here to speak for people who never plan on moving or getting rid of their plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine to use plastic if you're never going to die. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Bernie really agrees with me. I've never seen such an example of thinking outside the box. Um, yes, but you use—you can always just fall back on that you use paper straws. You know, paper straw. Uh, come tie it on. Yeah, come try it on. Definitely. Right. You know, and you don't. The, the trick is you don't use any straws at all. But if you did, you're fine with saying you would use a paper one. So that that balances out all the sins that you're committing on the plastic front. Right. I yeah. I think you can. Don't quote me on this, but I think you can uh, consciously or, you know, without uh, hurting your own, I don't know what I'm trying to say, without uh, damaging your own conscience, I think you can throw away plastic into trash cans because there are the people who just go around and recycle it for money. Like, you can throw just a plastic piece of trash or plastic piece of recycling. Because somebody's going to come around and not that I'm saying like, I'll oh, just throw it on the ground and somebody will pick it up. Like somebody else will worry about it. Not in that way. But I think if you were, and I, I recycle, I'm, uh, you know, now, um, but I'm saying, I think you could conscious free. I, I don't know how to say that, man. I'm so sorry. I think you'd do that without with a clear conscience, with a clear conscience. Thank you. Um, you can throw plastic in the trash cause it's going to, somebody down the line is going to get it in the right hands and get some money for it. Yeah, so it's almost it's almost kind of a mean thing to do to to recycle it yourself because uh, oh yeah, you know, some somebody else who's perhaps less fortunate or maybe they're just uh, cleaning up. I'm not yeah, I'm not sure who they what who those people are. They are mostly and not to stereotype them. They are mostly fifty uh, six year old Asian couples uh, that go around with those huge bags yeah. and. And I'm not sure what they're doing. If they work for somebody, if they are just making money on the side, if they just like hauling around big bags full of plastic, I don't know who they are. But yeah, uh, I think they're just smart people who don't uh, mind doing that or or mind doing, but just understand that uh, they did it a few times. We're like, wow, I'm I'm clearing a thousand. I can live off this by doing it three times a week, and you know. It's probably it's maybe it's like tax free and better that way. All kinds of benefits, maybe. Mm, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah big time fifty six year old Asian woman. A lot of the time, I think too. Seventy five percent of the time, you can bank on it being a fifty six year old Asian woman with, uh, you know, beautiful a beautiful fifty six year old Asian woman. Yeah. Yep. Or maybe Smoking 68. hot. I, I was going to say fifty six seems young. I was thinking older yeah. and a little more bent over. Yeah. Yeah. 68 year old. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A, a bent or over age, I think. Yeah. And not bent or over. Bent over. Yeah. I bent her over. <laughs> I bent her over a, uh, a bag of recycling. A bag full of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, you can count on there being a group who's into like 
recycling sexual stuff. Yes. Yeah. Big kink, uh, uh, you know, yeah, shoving shoving your whole body into a <laughs> series of plastic bottles. <laughs> they like uh, banging on top of those uh, milk cartons. That old trick where you uh, put the cap on the milk and then step on it and shoot the cap. They like doing that while having sex. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, having sex on those was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a good kink that I got into a few years back. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know how, how that would fit in. <laughs> so you do recycle now. You got in there, huh? Yeah, we have a recycling bag. And then I think even our, like, landlord people whose, like, dumpster we throw it in, I think they easily just take both recycling and trash and put it in the same place once we take the time but they might i think they put on the front of it being recycling for us you know right okay yeah just to make you have a clear conscience but right exactly and then and then somebody inevitably just comes and collects it for money i think okay yeah it's a complicated process like and i think it's totally different everywhere someone will send us a uh a podcast with the truth about this, but I think Baltimore was discovered to have just not been recycling for the past, you know, 50 years or whatever. Wow. Like they have that whole thing. People come pick up the recycling. People do think they, everybody's separating it out and doing all this stuff. And then it just all goes in the They track. were just dropping it off at the place where people like to have sex around recycling. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, yeah, they were just assuming that a 75 year old Asian lady was going to come up and, and sort it all out yeah. herself. And that just didn't happen. They, there, there are none of those in, uh, in Baltimore. So dumped it all into the bay. Yeah. Hope, hopefully that, uh, trash wheel guy picks it up. Oh yeah. The trash it. thing with the eyes. Yeah. What about, um, the age old, uh, send all the trash to the moon concept. I like that. And, and, uh, does space even have to worry about environmental problems? Not yet, but would we we'd get there with that? It would just be buying ourselves some time, robbing the Earth to pay the to pay the stars, to pay the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I I mean, uh, I think send all the trash into space is is probably a better idea. But you know, what if you what if you're worried you're gonna you know want something later that you sent up there? So let let's send it to the moon. I think. Oh, okay, is the, the backup plan. Yeah, can you just build? Yeah, what does the moon moon need good environment for anyway? It doesn't. Right, it doesn't even have an atmosphere. Just shove all the trash up there. Yeah, start start just caking the the trash around in big layers around the uh, surface of the moon. I don't, I can't imagine who would care. Yeah, take trips up there, have sex on top of the recycling, and <laughs> that could yeah. be a nice weekend getaway. Just transplant a bunch of uh, old Asian ladies up there. They can sort it out <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if they want to. I'm not saying force them to do no, anything. My I God. just they seem to. Um, and then, yeah, if they're not into it, then we could force them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that the true? For, is that true for all of space? Like. Um, so the moon you can send trash to and it doesn't hurt anything. What about, I guess you just can't get close enough to the sun. So I was saying that going to be, that would be perfect too. Just incinerate it all, like shoot it with a machine. Like obviously we can't get too close to the sun, but just get this big trash shooting machine, shoot it close enough to where it just burns into nothing before it gets within a million miles of that thing. Yeah. I think that's the next step after the moon. You 
put it all on the moon and then you just send the moon into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And then what else is even up there? Oh, other planets, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Do they need to be good whatever. environmentally? <laughs> I don't think so. I think if you sent trash into Jupiter, I think it would just also get destroyed like it would if you sent it into the sun. It's like a just big ball of gas and like crazy stuff probably happening in the middle there. It would get like sucked into the center of it. And right. We could never make enough trash to do anything to Jupiter. You could send every bit of trash from here to the end of time until someone else covers us in trash and shoves us in the <laughs> end. And it, Jupiter would never care at all. So those, yeah, those are the, I think. <laughs> I was gonna say those are the new Armageddon guys. They send them up covered in trash. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think there's. It, if if nobody's working on get up, send all the trash to the moon, then it's a huge mistake. Or set yeah, send all the or, or at least send the moon into the sun. Yes, somebody should be working on. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck covered in trash singing the Aerosmith song. <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah. idea. Um, so, yeah, is there, I mean, we, you know, they say there's probably life elsewhere. What are we doing if we send trash to, say, uh, one of the other planets? What are the other ones? Uh, Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if we send it to, like, um, I hate to just say Uranus, but that's the only one I can think of at this moment. Um, okay. We send the trash to Uranus, which I think somebody eventually said it was, uh, what's going on there environmentally that we could possibly get in trouble for and be called, you know, the, the the bad scum of the scum of the universe. Yeah. Scum of the universe from years ago. Like, look at what these people were doing. Yeah. I don't know much about Uranus. I think it's going to be a weird ass planet. And, uh, I don't think it's worth caring about unless there's somebody hanging out there now which i don't think we know for a fact there's not but there's there's not i don't think so yeah yeah send all the trash there. maybe they eat trash if they're there right you know I, I feel like the world could just stumble upon some answer like that eventually that solves 30 problems at once oh look at this these bros who live on uranus eat trash they've solved um erosion along the light rail They've, they've solved every problem already and like just some happy accident and like, boom, everything's over. Racial injustices are done. Earth is fixed. One big happy accident. The big bang for like fixing the earth, fixing the world. Yeah. I hope for something like that. That would be nice. Although it would be a little like uh, not satisfying. Oh, like we didn't yeah. earn it. They're, right. Like, uh. oh, we just, these aliens showed up and they just uh you know touched our foreheads and then we all stopped hating each turned other. turned us all the same color ah <laughs> yeah <it> turned us- <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it would be a little like yeah oh, that's kind of a crappy we could right, we could do it on our own figure it out you're right couldn't figure it out ourselves you're right but at this it I, I guess it, if it gets to a point where it's bad enough you have to like accept it however it comes but yeah wouldn't it be so much nicer if we yeah. could just be like yeah we weren't complete idiots and figured it out our figured it out ourselves. Yes, God. it is it, very embarrassing. Yeah, it will be embarrassing for when we meet these guys. I mean, then again, I guess we could be like, "Well, you guys eat trash, so right." Uh, you, know, you guys eat trash and don't, have, don't yeah. look down your four noses. Uh, <laughs> <whatever>. It's <laughs> what we're famous.